Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. I'm excited about this episode, y'all. First of all, hey, this is Tony. So glad you're listening. Listen, this episode is really, really fun. I sat down with my girl, Cicely. Uh, She has been a worship leader. She's been featured on songs by Maverick City Music, Tribal Records, House Fires. I mean, she is just incredible. And she's only 20 years old, y'all. I just, God, it makes me feel old a little bit, okay? Anyways, she's incredible. And she's incredible because she is pursuing God like I just, oof, I have not seen before. And one of the things that we talk about in this that's very interesting is this whole idea of being a creative, that we are each created to be creatives and engaging with creativity in whatever form is possible. And when we start to do that, when we invite God into that space, we watch him create beauty in us. And so I just want to encourage you, man, listen to this episode, y'all. I'm telling you, it's so very good. And I'm excited because I think you'll walk away with it knowing that your creator is still creating beauty in you, even in the midst of your pain. I hope you check it out. I hope you lean in. I hope you share it with your people. And I'll see you in the episode. Oh, but I got an announcement for you that you are going to want to peel your ears open. It's going to be shocking because it's pretty shocking myself. I get to partner with my girls, Lisa Whittle and Jamie Ivey, for eight days as we explore the land of the Bible, y'all. We're going to be walking where Jesus walked. We're going to visit sites from scripture and experience the vibrant culture and enjoy laughter and community in the holy land. And here's what's crazy. It ain't just going to be the three of us because you are officially invited to come with me, Lisa Whittle, and Jamie Ivey to experience the Holy Land. Can you even believe it? Oh, my God. (gasps) This special trip is open to men and women, young and old. And honestly, the company that we're going through, y'all, it's like high-end boutique experience. But even more than that, this trip is going to awaken your heart, your mind, And it's going to be so sacred, y'all. Me and Jamie and Lisa, we're going to be bringing some powerful teachings to you. We're going to grow deeper. Y'all know we're going to have a fun time, okay? It is going to be a party for Jesus, of course. And we're also going to embrace the hard and holy parts of our own stories. It's just going to be special. We're going to the Holy Land June 17th through the 25th, 2024. And I can't even describe how many cities, places. We are going on this amazing journey. So what I want you to do is head to the website, premierisrael.com backslash holy land. Okay. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Premier Israel, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, Israel.com backslash Holy Land. All the details are there. Make sure you grab your tickets, y'all, because we can't take everybody and all your mom and them, okay? It's in a limited trip, high-end boutique, all the way to the Holy Land, and you're just not going to want to miss it. It's going to be the time of our lives. I know it, and Jesus is going to meet us there. PremierIsrael.com backslash Holy Land. See y'all there. 
Hi, y'all. It's Tony. And you're listening to, first of all, I don't know why I did that accent. You're listening to the Still Coloring Podcast. And I'm so excited because I ha- this is going to be a fun one. Let me just say that for those of you listening, watching in. Uh, because I've got my girl Cicely on the podcast. And, oh, we when we first met, I think we were at some sort of church service maybe. And I think during worship, we almost did the warm together. So that's what's about to go down. I want you to know that. Um, but what's beautiful about Cicely and that I connect with deeply is that we're both like crazy, wild Teletubbies, but we <laughs> love Jesus with everything in us. And that worship be real and raw and honest because we are not afraid to be ourselves, even when we in the war room. So this is going to be a fun one. I'm so excited. Cicely, how you doing, girl? I'm doing good, girl. <laughs> I was like, am I supposed to like respond to what she's saying? Because I'm like literally back here saying period, per, poo, poo, poo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is a lot. And I am really, really excited about it. Okay, let me tell people. <laughs> let me read your little bio, okay? Because it's so cute. Cicely, 20-year-old singer, songwriter, worship leader based in that dirty ville. I don't know why I call it. That's not even the name. <laughs> it's Nashville. Dirty. I'm not even sure why I called it that. Whatever. Um, absolutely loves Jesus, absolutely devoted to learning about how to become a better leader and lover of God. She serves at her local church, the Belonging Co. with my girl, Alex Seeley, who I love so very much. Um, staff writer at Provident Label Group. Oh, snap. With the essential worship team, you be writing songs, okay? You love to travel, take photos, all the things. And you sing one of my most favorites. I'm like, forget the bio because I'm about to tell the people, Okay. My most favorite worship song, Too Good to Not Believe. <laughs> oh, I want you to know, I birthed my child to that song. Now, may, that may be TMI. <laughs> Sam told me that. Did he Sam texted t- me and I was like, "Bro, that's tender. <laughs> I, I told, he was like, what, do you, what, 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 what should we listen to? How should we do? For three days, we had that song and Goodness of God by good old C.C. Winans on repeat. Beca- so and it, it's such a good song by Tribal and it's you and I forgot the other two people name but they're amazing <laughs> uh, it's a girl I, I forgot Melvin and Lizzie and sweet Lizzie <laughs> it is such a good song okay 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. recommend do your thing Um, anything else you want the people to know about you Cicely mm? I mean I kind of just put it in the bio you got it you'll get to know me you'll get to know me on this unfortunately podcast unfortunately and <laughs> unfortunately and unfortunately <laughs> Like, I knew, like, this is my space to cut up. Yeah, and I'm to, ready to, to so. cut it on up. Okay, what's cut cool up. is that I know a lot of your story. I'm not going to share it all because I feel like we share it in intimacy at Pond City uh-huh. Market in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> yes. But I would love for you just to give people, like, a high-level view of some of the hard things that you've been through and how you even became a worship leader. Because it's kind of a wild story, like, on national yeah. television and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Tell the people. Really interesting. Yeah. So I come from South Carolina, yeah. which is, you know, the accent's going to come out here and there, but, you know, okay. we try to recover. Come on. So I come from South Carolina, yeah. born and raised there. My parents were also born and raised there. Yeah. And basically, like, my whole life, I just engaged with creativity and just anything that I did, it was like, be excellent. You know, like, my dad, he was like, do everything, do it well, you yeah. know? And I grew up in a musical home. Like, my parents met in school for music education. So, like, music is like a thing in our home yeah and right around uh my seventh grade year like middle school I just was like oh I think this is what I want to pursue and it kind of just like 
began this journey of like really high highs, really low lows. And I started training um, classically to go to a boarding school for classical voice and opera. And at the same time, I was also like trying out for the voice and like doing a bunch of like random stuff. And I got into this boarding school and the summer before I had like just turned 16 and I was about to move away to boarding school. I was trying out for the voice, like things were moving. And then I have this video go viral. And this is all like the first six months of me as a 16 year old is national TV, thousands of dollars, like living between hotel rooms and like dorm rooms and literally just like so much pressure, so much spotlight. And that was like, I was having to make decisions on what national TV show to be on at 16. Like who, what? No, no. <laughs> like I don't even have a license yet. Like I yeah. should not be making these decisions. Yeah. And so I basically, that was like a really, really small part of my story, but a really transformative part because it, it was before like anything that I'd ever done in music. Like that was my first introduction. So then I was like, oh, like if this is what fame and fortune is and this is what a successful music career is, I don't want it. And I think honestly, in a way, like it was this beautiful preparation for what God had for me, obviously later down the line and where I am now, because the maturity that I was honestly forced to do in that season and after that season was like, it wouldn't like that couldn't have happened without that much pressure, you know? And it really just felt like a, wake up call kind of moment of like this is what the world presents yeah and this is what I present kind of with the Lord and I and it was almost this ultimatum with myself of like do I want to like keep going down this hole and getting more depressed getting more suicidal getting more anxious yeah or like stop and say Lord like if you would take all of this for me so that I could know you like have it and that was like a prayer I prayed on the voice like I was literally at a hotel in LA about to do my battle round, like the second round of the show and like struggling with school, hating being there, feeling super depressed, suicidal. And all of that like ended the next day. And the Lord was like, cha-ching. Bye. So I was like literally on a plane back home to South Carolina. All of it ended. Viral videos like gone. You know, I'm no longer in boarding school anymore. I lost my round on The Voice and I'm just back in my small town. And that began my journey of like, intimacy with the Lord, like truly getting to know the Holy Spirit, truly getting in the word, truly building a friendship with God outside of my parents' faith and like my city and like religion and like truly building friendship and then learning what music looked like with God instead of just like what God had given me that then I could go out and just do um, to be like, oh yeah, but then walking around and be like, oh yeah, like God gave me this gift. And then it's like, that's your clout. And it's like, yeah, but are you stewarding it well? Are you giving it back to him? Or is it just, thanks for the gift. Bye. You know, like, <laughs> like bye. So it's that's... crazy. It's crazy. The, the crazy part of your story for me is I, I hit rock bottom like a few times, right? Like 16, 19, 20. Yeah. I mean, but it took me so long to run back to God or maybe to God for the first time, honestly. Yeah. And I just... I just think it's so beautiful that in the midst of all of that uh, anxiety and depression and suicidal ideation and thoughts like you knew where to run. Was that just like, did your parents instill that in you? Like, were you just I mean, it, it's just I just don't feel like young people go there first. And I'm like, well, yeah. how did you go there first? Yeah. Well, honestly, like when I look back at that time in my life, I didn't have like a friendship with God. 
And there was nothing even that my parents showed me that like helped me, if that makes sense. Like it was really just this, I have seen everything that the world could want to give me and none of it, none of it was satisfying. Like I was genuinely getting checks for thousands of dollars at 16. I was like growing Instagram followers by the minute, thousands and thousands. And I was just like, I would be sitting in my dorm room or my hotel room and I'd be like, and like, literally it would just be like that. And, and so really it was this thing of like, okay, God, like I grew up in the church and I grew up like, you know, I was saved, but I didn't have lordship. I had like salvation. And And I just had this moment where I was like, hey, God, like, I don't really pray much. Like, I don't really get in a word like that. Like, I go to church on Sunday and I wear my dress and my hair be slain. But I don't really do all that, you know, like friendship stuff. And I just kind of had this moment where I was like, I think there's something to you that maybe I haven't known yet. So, like, it it was really just this prayer of like, yo, apparently word on the street is you the only one left. So if there's more to you, I'm gonna need you to show up and pull up. Like that's honestly what happened with me was like, oh yeah, like honestly, I've tried everything and apparently you're the one that I have left. So like, I just need you to pull up because if not, see ya, see ya. you know, out. We out. And really that that was it. Like I yeah. just kind of had that moment. I was like, well, if there's more here, then like, I guess this is the only place I have left to dig. And obviously, I'm still digging, and it's yeah, we're we gonna be digging until we get uh, wait, until we get replanted back into Eden. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna be digging. We're gonna be digging for a while. But I, I yeah. love that though. Well, here's what I love. I love that, like, it's okay that God was the last resort, right? right? Like, He wasn't like, oh, I can't believe you chose me last. Right. I can't believe you <laughs> finally showed up. And I think that's what we right. think of God, right? Which like yep. keeps many of us in these perpetual cycles of darkness is that we're just yeah. like, I can't go to God now. I mean, he going to be right. like, so you didn't ran up all through the club and you didn't right. did all this. Now you're going to come in. And, and like, now you no. want, Mm-mm. actually, he's much like the father of the prodigal son, which yes. is such a great story of the Bible. He's literally running towards the gate. My my daughter is back. My son is back. Right. My son is back. Let's throw Let's a party. Throw a party. <laughs> Let's go party. Even in Psalm literally. 91, like the message version is so beautiful if you ever get the chance to read that you're listening Psalm 91 message version it's so powerful because at the end Mm -hmm. it says I'll give you a long drink of salvation I'll throw you a party yeah and I'm like oh snap in all of my bad choices or sometimes like not even bad choices you weren't like out here making crazy choices you were following your gifts and talents and showing up in the best way that you knew how. But even after I chose the world and I chose my gifts and talents, even after that, you would come and run after me when I returned. Right. And I just think somebody needs to hear that. Okay? That's true. Fam, can we... Can we get a little honest here for a second? Am I the only person that struggles to remember scripture? I mean, don't get me wrong. I I have that one scripture that I'm holding on to that I will never forget forever. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine. But those other ones, listen, (laughs) 
child, they are hard to memorize. And here's the truth about scripture. Words have power. We know that. What we say to ourselves, what we put in our heads, those are the things that we end up believing about who we are, what our purpose is. And honestly, whether we're going to make it out of the valleys. So we're talking this season about worshiping when it hurts and the God of the valleys who does not leave us or forsake us. But if we don't know the words of God, the words that he left us, man, listen, we can believe some crazy things that maybe we won't make it out, that maybe he's not a good God. So I've got something special for you, fam. I partnered with a company this season called Dwell Differently. They are incredible and they're doing one thing really well. They're helping us memorize the Bible one verse at a time every single month. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I love receiving things in the mail. When you sign up for your monthly membership, y'all, you get this cute little mailbox kit. It's so good. It has temporary tattoos or stickers, a keychain, and a print. Y'all, they even have jewelry. Listen, this is powerful. And we're not talking about a smiley face tattoo or a heart tattoo. These tattoos are going to help you remember scripture. It's really, really good. And I want to encourage you right now, head on over, check them out, dwelldifferently.com. You'll be amazed at how God can use just one Bible verse to change everything for you. And y'all know I got a code for you, you know. Use the code Tony for your first month free. You heard that right. Dwelldifferently.com, use the code Tony, whole month for the free. Okay, first of all, we have a cutie quote, a verse that we that you sang in Lean on, on the Lord. Okay, and I want to read it. <laughs> okay, you said, you didn't fail me then. You won't fail me now. I should have sang it, but I can't sing too well. I don't want to ruin the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't fail me then. You won't fail me now. If I'm still breathing, there's a reason why I'm still around. So yeah. I will trust in you and put my hope in you. Keep me on the straight and narrow just like you do. I just... I think it's hard to sing that lyric unless you've been through it. Unless yeah. you have been so tried where if God did fail you, stuff would go down, down, down to the streets. But he right. never will. And I just would love for you to talk about the rescue of God and what those lyrics mean. Yeah. You know, it's crazy like that of all the Mav you know, tribal songs that have been released that I've sang on, that is the only one that I've written, which is crazy. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Like okay, so all wait, because you be singing on the Maverick City uh, music songs right, Maverick and tribal, tribal music. Mm-hmm. House Fires. Yeah. And all of that was like a really like beautiful season. But that Lean on the Lord was the last like recording that I did with them and literally the first song that I wrote that I got to lean. Wow. And so that's like so cute that you picked that one. The Lord I didn't even know like that. that. The Lord be cute like that. Look at him go. Um, so literally like. Wow. Yeah. I, that's crazy that you're saying like those lyrics because I've found myself recently in a lot of situations sharing testimonies of lyrics that I've written and even just sharing about how like I can continue to sing songs about the faithfulness of God and just literally have so many pivotal moments that I can remember that are still so tangible to me that make it real when I'm singing it but also like it's a beautiful journey of remembrance and I think like that is the point of of worship is like when you're singing a song and you're offering something to the Lord 
and you're writing lyrics and you're creating melodies and you're like, this is my praise and my gratitude to the Lord and an offering that I'm giving him. And the beauty is the return from him is remembrance of who he is. So it's just like this never ending. Like, and so like in that song, it's this thing of like, I'm saying what I've already seen and I'm thanking him for it. And he's giving it back to me to never forget, to then be reminded of like how he's going to come through again. And that lyric, I mean, that's really just what it is to me. Like anytime I sing it, anytime I hear it, I'm just like, yeah, like you won't fail me because you never have. And so that's why I'm going to continue leaning on you. That's why I'm going to continue coming to you because like if, if I don't, then like I'm going to forget like where my help comes from. I'm going to forget like where my provision comes from. And then that's when the conviction comes where it's like, dang, I really was stressing about money this month. <laughs> but the second I looked at you, my mm. rent was paid. My rent it's was crazy. Paid. Cha-ching. It's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> Even if it's like, because there's things that I think too, we expect God. And I like, I wrestle with this sometimes of, of like, I've seen the Lord do things like in the same kind of approaches before. Like if like money, for example, like I've seen like people just Venmo me, like feel it on their their heart from the Lord, like Venmo me for this or Venmo for that. And then there's times where the Lord is like, don't ask for help from anybody. Steward your job well. Go oh. to work. Go get a part-time job. Save up every penny. Steward, steward, steward. So there's like, he's showing up in so many different ways. And it's the beauty of the relationship is like, he loves to surprise. And so like those moments of remembrance are like, thank you for what you did. And like my excitement for how you're going to like, surprise me the next time because there's going to be times where i'm going to need your provision again there's going to be times where i'm going to need your like need to see your faithfulness and it's like that's why like it has to look different because we have to keep coming back if we know what it's going to look like if it's rehearsed then like we're just gonna keep on about our day like out in the pig pens just being like oh like it's going to come through it's going to look exactly like this instead it's like i need to run home and i need to see his faithfulness and way you know on Christy Knuckles' episode, she said, we want management from God when really he's offering mystery. And yeah. I love that when she was speaking of it, there's people that are just like, Lord, I just need the one, two step, my guy. Like, it, it would just be great if you would just lay it on out for your girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that you're kind of representing this other side of the coin that says, no, I actually really love the surprise and delight of God. Mm -hmm. I actually really love it when he does something new and different. I don't need to know every single thing because I already have the foundational trust in him. I know he's going to come through. I don't need to know how he's going to do it because I know he's going to come through. And the surprise is, how you going to do it, daddy God? How you going to do it? What you going to do? What you going to do? You going to throw somebody in my life? It's going to be a random thing. What you going to do? And I just like that view. I I don't I don't feel like I've heard that before. And I feel like somebody could get excited about that, like excited about a God who likes to surprise and delight and bring awe and wonder to his children and still know that no matter how he does it, he's going to do the thing. Yeah. And I just want to add one more thing. I just want it in my spirit. I want it. Please, please. Someone needs to hear this, especially like my generation, because I think when we think of mystery, like don't pursue the mystery, like pursue the giver of the mystery. Because the thing is, it's like I even think about like dating, you know, like 
my generation is so caught up in like, oh my God, God's going to give me a man. Uh-uh. And he's going to walk in the room at this time. Uh-uh. And he's going to be dressed like this. And he's going to sound and smell and look like this. Ah! And there are things that you, obviously you can pray into. Like if anyone's heard me a field story, like the details were literally met. Yeah. But there's also like, when you're pursuing the Lord, the giver of the mystery, then it actually gets to surprise you. But when you're pursuing the mystery, then you're trying to control it. You're trying to like map it out. You're trying to make sure you've dressed the part. Like if someone's going to surprise engage you, like, and you, but you know everything, it's like, okay, I have to make sure my nails are done. I have to make sure my hair is done. I have the right outfit and it's going to be like right timing. Fake and then you don't even, because I already and really it, know. You're, you're going to fake cry. Like literally, I'm like, but what, how much better is it when it's like literally you had no clue? You were caught off guard. You were swept off your feet and you're cho- like, you're, it's, that's good the Lord gets to like show you how much he knows you because you didn't, you didn't know anything and you just, you, you get the gift and it's like, wow, you really know me. Cause this is like exactly what I wanted or, you know, even better than I wanted, you know, like ask, think, or imagine better. So it's like, but when you're pursuing the Lord and you're in the friendship, there's a trust that his mystery and his surprise is going to be the most perfectly exact timed everything that you could ever want or more and that's like that's the point that's the point that's the point y'all and here just wanted to say that i just no i love it i I love it i I just haven't heard it unpacked like this before and i do think a generation needs to hear that because like i grew up catholic okay and so we knew what to expect every Sunday baby (laughs) ain't nothing about the change okay we're gonna come in on the pews you're gonna kneel up you're gonna kneel down you're gonna kneel up again (laughs) all right you're gonna make the sign of the cross you're gonna sip a little bit too much of that wine because it just tastes like alcohol (laughs) and you're gonna flop that piece of bread on your tongue and keep it moving and there's nothing at all wrong with Catholicism and the practice of that because there are aspects of Catholicism um, like revering the holiness of God and yes, having yeah. structure in what we do so that we don't forget and fall by the wayside. However, the mundane, continual sameness, I think, puts God in a box when we begin to yeah. do that with our lives. 100%. I think it's our problem. I'm going to poke the bear a little bit with having a faith that starts and ends on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Because then you put God into an hour and 15 minutes Three worship right. songs, a little prayer, maybe adding a little mm-hmm. scripture. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe offering come back. And it robs the the creator of the universe. I mean, mm-hmm. th- he he created so many animals. It's animals I'd be seeing on Instagram, but I don't even know. I'm right. like, what kind of deer, <laughs> bruh, is this? What is this Decepticon that is Literally. on the... Is this real? Is this AI? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but I think God wants to do that in our walk with him, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to do the same thing that he did for us when we were 16 mm-hmm. as he wants to do for us when we're 20 and when we're right. 40 and 50, et cetera. Yeah. And I just, I wonder, Cicely, how you've made room for that, how you would encourage someone to make room for leaving space for God to be creative in your life. Yeah. Oh, I love this question. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, just because I love being like the kiddiest kid ever. Yeah. Um, and I think too, like, even just when when you're kind of put into a box, not necessarily a bad box, yeah. but a box of like, okay, Cicely's a musician. She's a worship leader. She's an artist. Yeah. And then it's like, 
if you live in that box and that becomes your identity, then like mm. you literally just think, okay, well now I have no other potential hobbies or careers. I have to hone in on the gift, you know? And it's like, oh no, there's so many other things that can sharpen that and so many other ways to engage with God that can impact that. So literally the last like year has been like complete remodel of my heart with the Lord. And I took like a six month sabbatical from music and just like delighted with the Lord, like started honing in on the Sabbath. That is like massive thing. Like I'm like, mm, imagine honoring and just following a commandment and it blessing you. I mean, like <laughs> surprise, what a thunk. Literally what a thunk. And so like one main thing is like, honoring the sabbath every single week like no compromise no shifts no changes and i think i think the lord is like fighting for the sabbath in the church like he's it's coming up a lot lately i've been hearing a lot of churches talk about it and people being like how do you do that and the sabbath is massive like every i do mine on sunday because i'm not like on staff at a church or like full-time like doing anything but Saturday night to Sunday night, full-blown 24 hours of pure delight with the Lord. Whatever feels like rest, whatever feels like wonder, wow. whatever feels like delight, I'm doing it. Mm. If you say, let's go on a picnic, and the Lord's like, let's freaking go, I'm going. If you want to <laughs> go paint in, in the, the field, grass, rolling I'm, around. I'm in the grass. It's the hills are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> like, I'm your girl. <laughs> so it's like, whatever it looks like. But it yeah. also could look like just chilling at the house. Like, yeah. it could look like anything Beat like up, that. Fuzzy socks on, crushed yes, in my eyes exactly like we're not leaving the house <laughs> but i think too like the the biggest thing is like for me as a creative it would be a disservice to me and also like like rude to the lord as an image bearer for me to not create in every regard that i can possibly create and i just want to like define and separate artist versus creative because an artist is someone who masters a creative form Ooh. like art music like something that is literally artistic like yeah. in that regard a creative is just someone who like literally thinks of like really out of the box ideas to to do something well to be a mom you have to be creative how am i get this kid to be friends with this kid and keep you, this uh, kid over here listen, and this how are we not gonna lose one of these kids <laughs> on the airplane Okay. Right, exactly. And you have to be like aware of like their personalities and you have to like piece out like that takes creativity. Not it's not wisdom because no one can teach you how to like parent your kids because you don't they don't know your kids. It takes creativity. And I'm also like the first name in the Bible that we hear from God is creator. In the beginning, God created. The first name that we get of God is creator. That is like we are image bearers. And if we don't see that as like a thing that we're reflecting, mm then we're missing we're missing the mark yep. and so like i i engage with creativity in all forms possible like you know things that are specifically art driven like photography painting writing music creating but also more than anything i do it i try to do it unto the lord in private places and so like the secret place looks like sometimes it looks like engaging with music like playing piano to the lord and sometimes like like I have to be creative to be like, I know sitting still and reading the Bible really ain't going to work for me sometimes. So what am I going to do? I'm going to like pull out the Bible and I'm going to set it on my piano and I'm just going to play like play something random and sing the scripture. And I'm going to like sing it out and it's like going over my heart. It's going over my room. I'm like being with the Lord. And if that's not the vibe one day, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to like write the scripture in the middle of like 
a piece of paper and then I'm going to watercolor around it. Yeah. Engage with color. Like there's other ways to engage. So many things. So many other things. And so it's doing that and learning how to invite God into the creative process and say like, hey, like I am using the muscles that you've given me to engage with creativity and also like seek your Mm. brilliance. Yeah to teach me how to be a better creative, to teach me how to walk in excellence, to teach me how to hone in the craft and steward things well, but also give it back to you again. That's good. I love that. I love that. I just think about all kinds of things. Like I don't really like to cook, but I'm a HelloFresh chef. And so like I can think about like cooking unto the Lord. Uh, Yes. You need a good uh, meal unto the Lord. I really do. I I invite the Holy Spirit to do a good meal (laughs) for real. But even like someone that cuts grass, like, God, how can I do this and create this beautiful landscape for you? Like, I just love that view that we can invite God into anything and everything that we create. I have friends that do like interior design, making a a really beautiful space. Like we were Mm -hmm. designed to create beauty in the world with God. We're beauty co-laborers with him. And I just love that. All right, fam, I'm about to let y'all in on a little secret. Maybe it's like a family secret. But when Sam and I first got married, I remember I was so nervous about cooking and being a wife and figuring this whole thing out with him because he was such an amazing guy. And he goes to me, hey, if you don't want to cook, like you don't have to cook. I said, hold on real quick. Let me just let me get my phone out and record you so that you can um have some proof that this actually went down. And it's crazy because for the first years of our marriage, I really didn't cook. But then with the kids, Dylan, our daughter, and our sweet little boy, Sammy, like there was something in me that just missed being in the kitchen. But the truth is I travel and I speak and I got tons going on and I'd be trying to buy groceries and then everything goes bad because we're gone. And it's just, it's, it's been hard, but I didn't give up on it. And I'm so excited, y'all, because I discovered this brand called Prep Dish. And it's so cool because what they do is they send an email to you every Friday with an organized grocery list and even instructions, y'all, on how to prep the meals for like the following week based on the meal plan that I choose. So I go to the grocery store with a game plan. I know exactly what I'm going to get. I do things like chop and make marinades ahead of town. I I mean, I'm like a whole chef, okay? Let me just tell you that. But then I only take like one hour a week to prep them and all of the meals for the whole week are already put together. And so all I have to do is just cook them. And let me just tell you this right now. My family was tired of Taco Tuesdays every single week and hamburgers and spaghetti because those were the top three things and the only things that I cooked for them. But now, honey, oh, I am a whole chef. Okay, so here's what's kind of cool. The founder of Prep Dish, Allison, is offering the Still Coloring Podcast listeners, that is you, a free two-week trial just to test it out. All you need to do is go to prepdish.com slash Tony, T-O-N-I, for this incredible deal, you guys. Again, that's prepdish.com backslash Tony for your first two weeks free. Now, when your family is excited because you have turned into a chef, I want you to take some pictures of your meals, tag me in them, let me see what you cooked. I'll do the same. And I hope you have a whole bunch of fun cooking because I know I am. 
Okay, I got a last question yeah. for you. Last question. So we're in this series called Worshiping When It Hurts. And yeah. worshiping, as we know, is not just getting up on a stage, singing a song, belting out worship right. in the front row. I am definitely a worship leader on the front row kind of vibe. Yes. Um, it's not just about that, but we actually have the DNA to worship, like our physical beings, which is why it's so mm -hmm. easy for us to create in this way um, yeah. because we were literally made to do it. But we, I know we get people, we have people that's listening in that's probably in a valley right now and they're like, yeah, but I don't really know what to do right now. I can't create beauty. I'm in too much pain. I can't worship right now. I just, I'm not feeling it. I wonder mm -hmm. what you would say to them right now as they're in a valley. Yeah, mm. man, I feel like I'm like coming out of a valley. So this, this is, is great. Good. Like things that I learned. What did you need to hear? Man, I, the Lord gave me this song that I wrote and it's going to come out later this year, but I felt like the Lord just said to me, like, your silence is also worship. And because I think sometimes like there's this pressure from even just Christianese like language is just like sing out even when you have nothing to sing. And it's like that's sometimes exhausting. And sometimes like I would rather just like not sing a song and lie. Because if I'm just like making up something to try to like pull myself out, then like I'm trying to be God. And it's like God is worthy of like all of us, including our silence. And also it's like, how do we, like, how can we hear God's heart for us that can pull us out of something like a lie that we're believing about ourselves, a lie that we're believing about him, a lie that we're believing about something else or someone else that is probably holding us in that like dark space if we don't pause and let him like speak over it. And so I think like, one of the things that has been really, really real for me in this last season, and I'm carrying out forever because it really changed so much, is like learning how to just sit and be silent and let his heartbeat minister to me, let his affection pour out over me, let his like gaze minister to me, like let him pour out affection over me. And I just like, I've been like stuck in the story, the like three like pivotal stories of Mary from Bethany, like in the, in the Bible. So you have like the moment where she's pouring out the oil, then the moment where she's crying her tears and wiping Jesus feet. And then the moment when Lazarus is dead and she like goes to Jesus. And every time like Martha came in with all the words, all the things, all the accusations. And the thing is, it's like Martha, the, the reality is, is Martha knew Jesus it wasn't even a thing that she didn't know him. She was in the same room as Mary was. She was friends with Jesus, knew who he was, knew what knew what his capabilities were. Yeah. But she was coming with so many words and so many things. And that's when Jesus said, like, Martha, Martha. It's not that, like, I love you any less or anything, but it's just Mary's found the one thing. And if you focus on the one thing, all the other things come under the banner. But when you're trying to, like, manage all the other things— and all the noise, all the chaos, all the problems, like you can't, you can't even hear what he's trying to say to you. But what happens is it's like Mary brought her broken and contrite heart before the Lord when Lazarus died and was like, how come you weren't here? And she fell at his feet and Jesus wept. Martha said the same thing. Jesus didn't weep. He didn't. And so, but Mary went and she, she said one little liner and then she just sat there 
and Jesus sat with her. And so I wonder if it's like we just come in and we're like, Jesus, I'm mad. Silence, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. He might not even say nothing, but his tears might speak. His heartbeat might speak. His gaze might speak. But if you're too busy and you're rushing and you're trying to like talk over him, then like you can't even hear what he wants to say that could literally be the key out. And so it's like we're keep, like sometimes we're responsible for why we're staying somewhere. But also like if we're in something, there's a lesson to be learned every single time. Whether it's as deep as like a lesson to be learned about ourselves, about something we need to do better, or it's a lesson to be learned about the heart of God for us, about something that was unjust, something that was unkind, something that happened that wasn't our fault. Like there's a lesson to be learned on all sides and parameters. And I'm like, I'm literally saying this to myself like a mirror right now because I'm like, I am so good at talking. I'm so good at telling God everything about my day and everything that I want to see done. And then I'm like, thank you so much for letting me dump. Bye. See you later. See you in a month. Like whatever. But then also like one thing I heard someone say this once and it like really stuck with me is like, also like there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you come to the Lord and it's been a month and you're like, not, what do I say? He's not angry, but you also don't have to reintroduce yourself. You don't have to catch him up on the last month. You don't have to tell him everything like in that regard, like he knows you. And obviously if there's something on your heart to share, like he he loves to hear it. Even if he already knows every inch of it, he loves to hear you tell him about it. But also at the same time, like you don't have to catch him up on your story to then get like his acceptance okay, or his now. like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, oh, I can just come here and be like, what's up? Hey, daddy. It's God. been tough. I need your help. Can you just like, show me your face right now and also be prepared for possible like um rebukes and just and that but the kindness that leads to repentance be ready to repent yeah be ready to like see something that you could do differently be ready to like respond to god and be like hey god like i'm sorry and like could you please forgive me instant yes hallelujah yes hallelujah because he's gonna say yes every time he is he's gonna say and it's just his kindness so there's yeah. like, it's literally so much easier than we make it. And I'm literally saying this to myself. But, I love that. Yeah. Well, I don't got nothing to add. <laughs> I, um, that was great. I will, I will you ask, ask you like one little favor. Can you pray uh-huh. for us? I would love to. Okay. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for this just opportunity to um, reveal new sides of your face to one another and share your heart and share what you've been teaching us and pouring out in our hearts and in our lives. And Lord, we just thank you that we get to um, give give people a testimony of who you've been and just remind them of who you are. God, I just pray that wherever this podcast goes, whoever um, hears it, whoever's hearts and homes this lives in, God, that it would be a blessing, God, and that anything that is said that is not your heart, that it would just literally disappear and that they wouldn't even hear it but god that everything that is your heart and your spirit and the fruits of your of your spirit would just like minister and um spill out into the hearts and homes that hear this podcast and god i just bless tony i bless her team i bless everyone that listens to this and i just pray that you would have your way and that um your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven we just love you and we thank you in jesus name amen Amen. that was a good one I just want to say that yes. <laughs> you better. And I just want to tell you, if you listening and you watching right now, you need to better share this with somebody. Don't be stealing <laughs> all this goodness for yourself. 
And that's this it. is true. Thanks for being here, Cicely. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey fam, I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast. It's produced by me, your host, Tony Collier, and edited by Robert Elkins. The music is by my sweet husband, Sam Collier, lead pastor of Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics and beautiful things you see marketing the podcast are by my good friend, Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy. And if you love listening to the podcast, let me just tell you right now, you're going to really love watching the episodes. Head on over to my YouTube channel at Tony J. Collier and check out the full episodes from top to bottom edited by my good friend, Kendall Patterson of Lovely House Media. And I want to remind you of this. You can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley. Love you.